Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. While you remain standing, we want to read two verses of Scripture. Uh, but we, uh, the title of tonight's lesson, we're continuing on with the Made for More series. And the title of tonight's uh, lesson is Accept Personal Responsibility. Accept Personal Responsibility. And we're going to read a couple verses out of Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13 to begin with. Philippians 2, 12, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And you may be seated. Amen. You know, like physical growth, our mental, our emotional, our spiritual growth does not happen overnight. You know, when we talk about uh, training our kids and teaching our kids to be responsible for themselves, Amen. Because, you know, when we thought we, 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 had, we thought we had problems when we were kids. We were just going to school and all that stuff. And our parents used to say, oh, no, you don't know what problems are when you have bills and you got this and you got that and all that stuff. And we didn't realize that. But, you know, you got to teach kids responsibility and commitment and follow through. Amen. You know, for example, you know, how many times as a kid wanted to learn a musical instrument. Oh, please, Dad, please, Mom, please buy me that thing. Please, I will play it. I will learn it. And then it, it's in the yard sale, you know, in like five months or whatever. Amen. Or, or you know, that they see that little, you know, somebody uh, at school or the neighborhood or whatever had a, a litter of kittens or, a, you know, a little, you know, some puppies. And, oh, God. If you just let us have that little puppy, I will take care of it. I will stay up night and day. And you know what ends up happening? The parents end up raising that puppy. Amen. Praise God. And so there's just things like that. But we got to, you know, teach. And, and, and we have to learn that as well. It takes sustained commitment on our part to achieve this kind of growth in our life. We have to cooperate daily with the God's Spirit to realize, you know, uh, this growth. Because here's, here's the real truth. You know, even God will not change our life without our cooperation. We've got to cooperate. We've got to want. Our will has to, he, he will not violate our will. That's why you find God on the outside of the human heart in Revelation chapter 3, knocking on the door and say, hey, can I come in and, and sup with you and, and teach you and, and live in your heart? Amen. We have to submit our will to His and allow His Spirit to guide us into all truth because we cannot have true freedom without personal responsibility. So accepting personal responsibility is vital for us to reach our full potential in God because each of us ultimately are responsible for our own growth in life. Galatians chapter 6, verse 5 said, For every man shall bear his own burden. So we've got to bear our own burden. Uh, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall the Spirit reap 
everlasting life. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So, so uh, you know, choices and things that we do and not do in life, these are all sowing and, and reaping things. And we've got to sow the right things. We've got to do the right things uh, so that we can be re responsible in our life. Amen. We are responsible for the choices we make every day. We cannot fall into the victim mentality, believing that somehow the choices that others have made will determine my future. Oh no, I, I, I am determining my future. With, of course, with the help of God, I can't do it by myself. We have the power and the responsibility to choose our attitudes and our actions. And it is true, we cannot always control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond to what happens to us. And that's where God uh, holds us you know, with personal responsibility. So the strategy to accomplish uh, this achieving personal responsibility includes four concepts, and we're going to talk about those tonight. Number one is self-leadership. Self-leadership. Let's ask ourselves these questions, and you guys can all just follow along with me. Who is the, and you don't have to answer, it's just kind of like, you know, in your mind there. Who is the person you spend the most time with? Who is the person that has the most power in your life? Who is the person with the greatest ability to help you grow? Who is the person that has the most often hindered you in doing or saying the right thing? Who is the person you know better than anybody else? And the answer to all those is the same answer, and the answer is me. It's me. Romans 12, 2, because we got we to gotta get this in our minds. It starts in our minds. Our mind is the greatest battlefield. It starts in our mind. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Jesus said, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Amen. So we got to get it in our minds and our hearts right away. Amen. What God wants us to have so that we can be responsible. And this is all part of achieving our full potential in God. That's what made for more is all about. The thoughts that we dwell on will eventually become our words and actions. And so it's important that we not talk down to ourselves. Amen. I don't know about you, but sometimes I yell at myself, you know, like today, you know, I was talking to Jessica on the phone and I just went right by my off ramp because, you know, I can only, I can't drive and chew gum or talk on the phone, I guess. Amen. And so I went right by, I was supposed to get off at Carson and then here comes Cerrito Spring and I'm on my way to the 405. Oh no, what's going on? So I had to get off and turn around. Amen. And so, you know, and then I don't know if I said something to myself or whatever, but we got to be careful. Don't talk down to yourself because words are powerful. You know, I mean, when, if you if you call someone else an idiot, that's one thing. And that's not good because, you know, somebody could you're not going to punch your own lights out for calling yourself an idiot, probably. Amen. But, you know, we shouldn't call ourselves an idiot. We shouldn't say what a loser you are. Or I guess I can't do anything right. Don't say that because you you are a child of the king. Amen. You are, you've been blood bought and blood washed and spirit filled. You're part of the kingdom of God. 
Amen. God doesn't want anybody, including our own self, to call ourselves something bad. Romans 8 said the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, we've got an inheritance. Amen. We, we've got so much. Uh, we, you know, we are, uh, we are blessed beyond measure to be part of his church, his body, his family. So we got to be, and, and uh, on top of that, we got to be careful who we spend time with. This is all talking about taking personal responsibility and, and focusing on where I'm going, amen, in my life. Be careful who you have in your inner circle. Be careful who your friends are. Avoid those who have the victim mentality because their problems are always somebody else's fault. Avoid complainers. They only see problems and not solutions. And avoid carnally-minded people. They pursue the things of the world and of the flesh and not of the spirit. We need spiritual solutions in 2022. Amen. This, this world has got all kinds of stuff going on. We need the spirit's direction. We need the spirit's solution. Amen. And the word of God is a, a wonderful uh, place to get all of those things with his spirit. Now, of course, of course, you know, we're not talking about, you know, avoiding everybody and, and not talking to anybody. Obviously not. You know, we need to be a witness to people. We need to be a light. We need to spend time with people to show them the love of God and a better way, even regardless of who they are. But when it comes to those we allow to have most access and the most influence on our lives, we need to choose our companions wisely. Amen. It is natural to feel sad when a friend disappoints you or when you fail to reach an important goal in your life. You know, they call that self-pity. And... Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're not immune from that. We're human beings. But we cannot allow self-pity, those kind of feelings that come from self-pity, to dwell in our heart. Because self-pity is paralyzing. It will hinder at eventually. We cannot allow it to become a blanket we wrap ourselves in to protect us from further hurt. Amen. You know, when you have your heart out there, when you have an open heart, and, and you're loving people, amen, there, there's, there's times where you're going to get hurt. There's times where people will, you know, uh, mistreat and, uh, and whatever, but we've got to not allow self-pity to sink in. We'll never be able to move forward if we dwell on the hurts and disappointments of the past. Of the past. We've got to move forward. We've got to remember to give thanks in everything. To give thanks in everything. Amen. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for us. So we set the direction for our own life. The second key to personal responsibility is self-motivation. You know, I thank God for those that are good examples around us and those that help us, those that pray for us and encourage us. But when it's all said and done, it will be our drive it will be our desire, amen, that inspires us to make the sacrifices and spend the time it takes for us to be what God wants us to be. No one is going to make, uh, make me get up early and pray or, or, do, or read my Bible or whatever. I got to want to do it. Amen. People can encourage me. People can pray for me and with me until I get it for myself. Amen. That's why no one's going to heaven on somebody else's coattails. Everybody has got to work out your own salvation. 
Amen. It has to come from within us. Only you can inspire yourself to grow. You see, vision is what we need. Vision is a divine perspective on your purpose. We need vision. It's something that's down the road. It's something that gets us up in the morning. It's something that is exciting that, hey, heaven is the ultimate for our vision. But we've got so many things. Amen. God said he promised us abundant life. Amen. Amen. And I, I'm loving that. We can have abundant life. Amen. So it's important that we allow our vision to motivate us and keep us going no matter what happens in our life. Proverbs 29, 18 said, where there is no vision, the people perish. Amen. We've got to have a vision. Our vision will not be achieved overnight. It takes place over time. It's like Joseph's dream. He had the dreams, two dreams at 17 years old, and the dreams were not fulfilled till 30 years old. Amen. And so there was a lot of things that he had to keep his personal responsibility and keep his full potential going and keep his eyes on God in those 13 years. There was ups and there was downs, but the vision kept him going. And he finally realized those dreams. Amen. So it's important that we form good habits that will help us achieve our goals and fulfill our vision. It's important to have specific strategy in life, amen, to keep, to, to achieve our vision. So for instance, if I uh, am all revved up and I'm all excited, amen, I, I, I'm like a, I'm like the car, uh, a race car at the, uh, at the, you know, stoplight and I'm in neutral and I'm just, man, I'm raring to go. Woo, look at this, man, look at that. Boy, you haven't got an inch, you know, but it sounds good. Amen, but I got, I got to put the pedal to the metal and get it in gear, and I got to do something. Amen. So I can't have a, just a general strategy. Amen. Just like when you pray, don't have a general strategy in prayer. Like, you know, when some people, especially new people, come to church and, and get, get in church and stuff, and then they, they say, yeah, we're going to pray for half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever, and they say, are you kidding me? Man, I, I'm all done in two seconds, and I don't know what else to say. You know, because you've got to be more specific and you've got to include praise and worship and listening in your prayer time. But anyway, that's another subject. Amen. But a general prayer is like, Lord, save everybody. Lord, heal everybody. Lord, encourage everybody. Let's go eat. That's general praying. Who's everybody? Give God some names. What's wrong with them? Give God some sicknesses and tell them all about it. God knows it all. He wants you to tell them. Amen. So be specific in your prayers and be specific in your strategy. Amen. So instead of just have a general strategy in 2022, I'm going to spend more time with God. That's good, but that's kind of like revving the engine. Like, what? give me, give me some specific. Okay, I'm going to read at least one chapter of the Bible every morning and pray for 15 minutes every morning at 7, 7 a.m. Okay, well, that's specific, and that's more of a specific strategy. And then you can go up from there. Amen. Another general strategy could be, you know, I'm going to be a better spouse this year. Amen. I'm going to try to be a real, do more dishes, or I don't know what. I'm going to be a better spouse. And obviously, you know who's talking on there, right? Amen. Um, but that's a general thing. What's a specific strategy? Do something nice for your spouse every day. 
Amen. Let them know you love them every day. Give, you know, send them a card or take them out to eat or take something off their plate to lighten their load. Do something that out of, you know, just what they're not expecting or something, you know, and tell them, oh, I'll take care of that or I'll do that or that's already done. You don't have to worry about it. Amen. And that's a more specific strategy. Amen. The next uh, point of key for personal responsibility is self-discipline. Now, responsibility, it's a personal ability and accountability to take action without the authority of someone else. Responsibility depends on self-discipline. Proverbs 25, 28 says, whoever has no rule over his own spirit is like a city broken down without walls. We got to have, we got to take care of our own backyard. We got to take care of our own, our own thoughts, our own words, our own actions. We got to, you know, we got with the help of God, Lord, help me, amen, to, to grab a hold of my personal responsibility. Because, you know, and, and just like a vision, we can't take it all in one leap because then you'll get discouraged. It's like, you know, if you're going to, you know, uh, go on a diet or you're going to lift weights and you got these goals or whatever, you're not gonna ha it's not going to happen overnight. You're going to have little bitty goals and you're going to have little steps that just going to get you there. Taking small, simple daily actions will go a long way in moving us in the direction God wants us to go. So let's not make excuses as to why we cannot be what God wants us to be. See, when God called Moses to be the deliverer of the Israelites at the burning bush, Moses had a bunch of excuses why he wasn't the right guy. He was arguing with God. You just read it. Amen. You know, he said, who, who am I? Why are you picking me? I'm slow of speech. You know, he had like three or four excuses. You know, uh, what, what, if they, what if they don't like me? You know, what if they tell me to get lost or whatever? Amen. But he, he, he had to... God had to talk Moses out of all of his excuses. He said, hey, I'm going to do this and do that. And hey, take your rod, throw it down, turn it into a snake. That, that's going to be pretty impressive right there. And you know, they'll listen to you. Don't worry. But people make excuses when they don't think they can do something right now. You know, it's also called putting it off and deferring or, you know, just kind of uh, being lackadaisical. And, uh, you know, like, oh, no, I'll do it tomorrow. And, you know, you know, I can't do it right now because I got to take a nap or I, I'm exhausted or whatever. You know, there's all kinds of excuses. You know, you just got to do it because if you don't do it, it won't happen. It's easier to defer things till tomorrow. But what we need to do, we need to do for the Lord right now because now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. We don't know if we have tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen. I've got my, my mind and I've got my health right now. I got to do what I can do. Jesus even said, we got to work while it is day because night cometh when no man can work. We got to do it now. Amen. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So if you can believe, Amen. And he was talking to a, a, a desperate father who had a demon-possessed son that the disciples couldn't cast him out. And it had been that way for a long time. Amen. And when you got a chronic situation, whether it's chronic pain, 
chronic sickness or chronic whatever, amen, you start, it starts messing with your mind like this is never going away. I, I don't want to doubt. I don't want to think that way. But even the father said, you know, after he said, if you can believe, he said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Amen. But that's what we need. Don't, don't make excuses. Well, yeah, I don't think so. I, I guess it won't happen. No, if you can believe, all things are possible to those that believe. One person said this, if you're serious about changing your life, you'll find a way. If you're not, you'll find an excuse. See, only you can do the work for your own self and your own life. Acquiring self-discipline depends on building momentum. You know, momentum like in sports games and stuff. You know, when, when, there's a, when somebody's, one team's losing and things are not going good, and all of a sudden they get like a fumble recovery, and then they, they get down and score a touchdown or whatever, and now the tide's turning and they, they have momentum. Momentum is a huge thing in life in all areas, and spiritually too. See, it's easier to keep doing something if you've been doing it for a while, like cleaning house or going for a bike ride or a brisk walk, than like not doing it at all. Because if I'm just on the couch, you know, Maybe I'm just throwing some bonbons down or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm not getting up. And I'm, give me get up and clean the house. But if I'm already cleaning the house and then someone says, hey, can you just do that one more little area over there? Yeah, I'm already, might as well. I got everything out and sweating and all that stuff. Or, you know, I'm, I, I'm out there taking a walk. Hey, let's go a little bit further than we did, you know, last, last yesterday or whatever. Oh, yes, yeah, no problem. We're already out here. We got our tennies on. Why not? The hard part is always getting started. Our actions build momentum, either positive momentum or negative momentum. And that's why it's so important to keep practicing positive habits and disciplines even when you don't feel like it. It pays off. Amen. And our last and our fourth uh, key to res personal responsibility is self-multiplication. Self-multiplication. Amen. Jesus has done so much for each and every one of us. And it's important that we don't keep it to ourselves, Like that one guy who got a talent and he buried the talent, he didn't go out and share it. He didn't go out and double it. He didn't go out and do something with it. Amen. But we don't want to hoard this wonderful thing to it, like all these beautiful things that God, the knowledge we've learned from all the sermons and lessons and reading the Bible and just the experiences. Amen. That's why we got to share it with people. Amen. And when you share it, things happen for you. It's self-multiplication. You will grow in a multiplication way instead of just in an addition way when you are sharing what God has given you, your knowledge and experience. God wants us to plant the seed of his word in people's hearts, and then he wants us to water those seeds with love and compassion, good works, and prayer. And the amazing thing is when you teach others, you'll grow faster. Amen. Because you, when you teach others, they're going to ask you questions, and you've got to learn. Amen. You've got to find out. Amen. There's trial and error. One of the, one of the best things that I've ever done in, in my Christian life was teaching Bible studies in people's homes. Amen. And you had to. That was in the trenches. You're, in the, you're at the kitchen table or at, in the living room, and you're, you're right there you know, in the field, ground zero, and they're throwing questions at you and all this kind of stuff. Amen. And you've got, you got to sink or swim, and you learn. Amen. You go home and you get the answers and you pray about it. You ask somebody, you study it out. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's how you grow. That's how you grow. Amen. And I'll close with these. There are five growth activities 
that will help us. And these aren't anything secret. They're not anything amazing. They're, they're amazing, but they're not anything that we don't already know about. But these things, if we do them every day, things are going to happen. We do them regularly. Things are going to happen for us. Number one, develop a daily habit of prayer if you haven't already done so. Number two, read and study the Bible consistently. The Bible said, study to show yourself approved. Amen. A workman that, need, uh, that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Amen. So study and read your Bible. Fast regularly. You can join in on the Tuesday fasting. Amen. Even if we're doing it till 5 p.m., but even if you only do it for a couple hours, whatever, you skip one meal, it doesn't matter. God honors every sacrifice. Amen. And then worship at church consistently. Amen. When the doors are open, try your best to be here. Amen. And I've told everybody a million times, if I, if I uh, relate one thing or uh, credit one thing to Amen. My spiritual growth and helping me through everything in life. And that's it. I tried my best to be in the house of God every time the doors were open, whether I felt like it or not, whether I was up or down or in or out or whatever. I knew that this was a place. If I would come here, I would be a better person. I would be better off. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And that's why the Bible says uh, Amen. Do not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And the Bible also says, Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. There's stuff that happens here that doesn't happen at home, that doesn't happen anywhere else. Amen. We've got to be in the house of God. And lastly, be a witness for Jesus. When you have the opportunity. Amen. When doors open, be a witness for Jesus. Praise God. And just share his love in whatever way you can. Amen. And share his word when, when opportunity arises. Praise God. And these five growth activities will help us with our, with our daily vision and with our daily, amen, uh, responsibility uh, of personal responsibility and growth. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's stand. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast and may God bless you.